0: iTunes Celebrity Podcast. So this is John Legend, and this is Questlove giving you our uh, picks for songs that inspired us. Uh, I guess we can call this our Wake Up Podcast.
1: Sort of, yeah. Yeah. It's our iTunes Celebrity Playlist Podcast as well, Mm -hmm. and I must say that uh, whenever I'm trying to compare... Influences and discographies and and uh, record collections with Questlove, who has like
0: don't it, seventy thousand no, no. albums. See, th- this is your version of like you know <laughs> when, you disclaimer. Some, well, yeah, he when you play Yeah, we will. <laughs>
1: Always, always have the deeper cuts than me. No, he'll always, it's not.
0: It's not. He'll
1: always be ah. more esoteric than me. You go first. You go
0: first. You go first.
1: And that, and I'm fine with that. I'm fine with that. So, hey, I'm
0: gonna learn some stuff from you. You're gonna learn some stuff from me.
1: He will learn nothing from me, and I will learn a lot from him. That's how
0: this is gonna go. Anyway, we'll all learn together. We will learn together. All right. The uh, I'll 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 go first then um the first song i chose uh comes from the catalog of the philadelphia international label from of course philadelphia the label of gamble and health uh pretty much the, the the men that were responsible to the genre that we now know as disco the idea of adding strings and percussion to music um but they were also very big on message music um and that's what separated them from a lot of the stuff that we know as disco. They their their lyrics were strong messages. Um so the stuff I gravitated towards is more of their their I guess introspective message songs. So there's a song by uh the OJs called How Can You Call Me Brother, which is uh one of the more confrontational songs that I've I've heard in my childhood. Um, and something you just don't hear every day on the radio. So, this is the OJs from the Ship Ahoy album, 1972. How can you call me brother on the Wake Up Podcast?
2: How can you call me brother when you still, you still cheat and you lie, cheat and you lie? Yeah. Oh. How can you call me brother when you can't even look me?
1: Um, This song is by Nina Simone. This is the first song I heard of Nina Simone's and made me fall in love with her. And it's not that she wrote the song, but she has this really beautiful live performance of it. And uh, it's called Please Don't Let Me Be Misunderstood. Um, I love the lyric of the song, which she didn't write, but she's just, just an amazing performer and gives such a haunting performance of the song. That always stuck with me and uh made me want to perform a song as well.
0: It's classic. I know that uh both Common and Wayne used her version yeah on on their uh albums. Yeah, this yeah. is a classic on Wake Up Radio, me and Simone. For the joy that's hard to
2: hide. Most of the time all I have is worry and then you're bound to see my other side i'm just a soul whose intentions are good oh lot, please don't me be misunderstood
0: all right so the next cut we're going to listen to is um one, one of the artists that really inspired the project that john and i did the wake up album is uh curtis mayfield and um in particular um curtis mayfield and donny hathaway both recorded uh, their live albums at this club called The Bitter End in New York City. And um, those were two very crucial recordings for both of their solo careers in the early 70s. Um, this particular song, Stone Junkie, by Curtis Mayfield, um, of course, C- Curtis was uh, never afraid to sort of hit the problem spot on and and be confrontational in his lyrics. But, um, what I particularly like about this cut is the fact that while he's in the middle of preaching, he just breaks out in the laughter. They never uh, fixed the uh, the blooper or the or the blunder in his lyrics, and so it was, it was like a real human moment for like hmm. 20 seconds, the fact that he was in such a serious couplet of, of his lyrics and then he fumbled a word and him and the audience just broke out in the laughter in the middle of the song. So I always love that. Stone Junkie. By curtis mayfield on wake up radio
2: but when come aches and pains you still use the pill. i don't mean nothing stone jacket stone stone jacket stone, jacket, stone.
1: now we're gonna listen to aretha franklin um i didn't want to pick a bunch of songs that we covered on the album because you know what's the point but uh i did want to point out this version uh of holy holy Mm uh the original uh version was by marvin gaye on the what's going on album Uh, that's the version i knew first but the version i fell in love with was uh, uh aretha's version uh on the amazing grace recordings um she uh first of all that's a great album. Mm-hmm. You should listen to the whole album. Really powerful music and she gives some amazing vocal performances. Uh if you want to talk about great gospel singing, great soul singing, it really doesn't get much better than that. So uh check that out and check out the song Holy Holy. Hey, How about um this next song? It's from Stevie Wonder. It's
0: from the fulfilling his first finale album. It's Congratulations on saying that without stuttering. Yeah. <laughs> A lot of people don't mention that as their favorite record because they hate saying the they hate album saying title. The word. <laughs> <laughs> Stevie tries to be it really with his little it's really an
1: unwieldy title. All right. But uh one of my favorite songs ever from him is uh They Won't Go When I Go. And uh, it's just so haunting. It's like, it's mesmerizing to me. There's the vocal performance and how it builds. And mm-hmm. uh, the uh, ba- the backing vocals, I think, really cool arrangement on those.
0: I heard that uh, this is the song that, this is the first song that he wrote after. Not many people know that um, long after Intervisions came out, Stevie was in an accident. Yeah, that a car accident. took him within an inch of his life. And um, he was in a coma for about three months. And... Um, when he came to, I think the the plan was to release a live record just to get something out there but Stevie wasn't feeling it and kind of went into retreat and this is like one of the first songs that he wrote uh, for fulfilling this first finale. So yeah, I too love the song as well. They Won't Go When I Go. Now my next cut is uh, comes from the catalog of Gamble and Huff on Philadelphia and International Records. Um, one of one of my father's tactics to make sure that I didn't uh, get off the straight and narrow was to play this song for me. It's a song called "I'm Just a Prisoner," in which uh, Billy Paul, the man that was known for "Me and Mrs. Jones," I mean a lot of his filler cuts were just like probably the most hardest militant cuts I've ever heard in my life and he goes into crazy graphic description of what prisoner life is like and you know you would listen to it and it would just haunt the living mess out of you so um, I'm Just a Prisoner by See, Billy Paul
2: like everybody, everybody 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 Forgotten about me when I Ever Ever, ever
1: next song, we're going to go with um, Marvin Gaye. Um, Of course, Marvin is What's Going On album is kind of the gold standard of kind of popular, socially conscious uh, albums, the kind of quintessential message album. Mm -hmm. Um, But I'm I'm actually going to go with Trouble Man, um, which it kind of reminds me of Hard Times to some degree, which from the album that we just did, uh, and just kind of talking about uh, the plight of a black man in the city, uh, the, the struggles they go through, and uh, and uh, and just really putting that in a great musical form. But the crazy thing about Marvin is he made all of it sound smooth and, and beautiful, even. Even when it, it was talking about the angst of, of what was going on, mm-hmm. you heard some of the angst in his voice, but there's also all this beauty and, and kind of uh, and you know he always had a sensual sound to everything he did, right. and uh, and I guess that's 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 why it went down so easy for 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 him to make this kind of music because he had that the sweet sounds
0: of it, but then also the real message uh, involved as well. It should also be noted that. Uh Universal has been kind of sitting on at least 7 hours worth of a Troubleman outtakes mm. of which I know that they're going to release a, a 3 CD set of of other Troubleman era stuff which, you know, I find more exciting because he was more experimenting and yeah, it wasn't a Marvin Gaye album per se, but yeah, it's one of my favorites too. Trouble Man by Marvin Gaye. I
2: know some places and I see some faces. I got good connections. I take my directions when people say that's okay, they don't bother me. I'm ready to make it. Don't care what the weather, don't care about the no trouble. Got myself together. I've been no a kind of protection that's all around.
0: Okay, um, I'll say that for most black artists in the 70s, um, concept records weren't necessarily on the to-do list because, you know, especially in the 70s in in the middle of the dance decade, you know, it was more about what hit you had and keeping people on the dance floor and, you know, just surrounding it with a bunch of filler. So rarely did you have albums that were on the level of what's going on or you know like songs in the key of life like real concept records but in 1977 Rufus and Shaka Khan uh, did a departure record called Ask Rufus which um, Shaka later revealed to me that um, because she was such a fan of Joni Mitchell's uh, Hissing of the Summer Lawns album that she wanted to make the black version of that album and um, I'll say that this is probably one of the most haunting records of of my childhood. It's a very, very dark record, very very um away you know far away from the the, the sort of funk stuff that Rufus was known for. Um, I'll probably say that the real star of this record was Andre Fisher's uncle. His name is Claire Fisher. He was a a jazz and string arranger in the sixties. And um, to show you how far the influence went, uh, Prince's guitar player, Wendy Melvoin, played this record for Prince uh, during the Height of the Purple Rain tour, and pretty much Prince has used Claire Fisher orchestration on all of his records, so pretty much every record after Purple Rain like, was Prince's, I guess, derivative tribute to uh, the album Ask Rufus. And uh, this is one of the best songs on the record. The last 30 seconds, man, it just killed me. Uh, this is Egyptian Song by Rufus featuring Chaka Khan. There a spark
2: in the sand Can't restrain these feelings of my-
1: song uh i actually picked an oj song too uh because this is a song my dad used to play around the house one one of the songs he played more than any other song and um and it's a it's not message music it's just beautiful love music but uh uh you know it's one of those songs that when i think about Philly international when i think about that era uh I always think about this song that my dad used to play in the house, Stairway to Heaven by the OJs.
0: Okay, so I too chose a Marvin Gaye song. Um, most people know that Marvin Gaye's uh, landmark 1978 album *Here, My Dear* was probably one of the greatest acts of revenge any artist has ever uh, uh, set forth, as far as putting his personal life on on a platform to be judged. Um, of course, when the album came out. It was universally panned by every critic except for one, a David Ritz, in Los Angeles of the Los Angeles Times. Of course, now you know he's a world-renowned author, um, and he wrote uh, Gay's autobiography. He was so obsessed with the Hear My Dear record that he became Gay's best friend and actually co-wrote Sexual Healing with him some years later. But um, the history of when did you stop loving me and when did I start loving you is basically. Um, Gay was trying to divorce his wife uh, Of course Barry Gordy's sister Anna Gay Anna Gordy Gay um, And it's not that he even had a plan Or or any lyrical structure He would just go to divorce court in the day And then at night he'd just turn on the microphone And just start singing off the top of his head So I mean this is him Just freestyling A, a somewhat of a just a bunch of linear lyrics that really didn't make sense and i think at one point he just he just breaks out in tears and it's sometimes it's 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 interesting to watch a a car accident happen you know from a i guess a, a fishbowl perspective so um even though you know it's hard to dissect the entire hear my dear record i'll say that this is this this one song is probably a good portion of what the whole album is like which you know if you're into watching a tragedy unfold before your eyes then I strongly recommend Hear My Dear by Marvin Gaye and this is When Did You Stop Loving Me When Did I Stop Loving You.
2: Well, I
1: The next song is by Donny Hathaway, who's another artist that we covered on this album. Um, But uh, I'm picking another song, uh, Someday We'll All Be Free. Um, Such a a beautiful performance on this song. He has one of those voices that was really truly magical, Mm -hmm. and really truly distinct as well when you hear it. Even when you hear his daughter, you hear like, remnants of it and it's such a such a you know like a distinct signature sound uh and uh truly magical uh and i think one of the interesting things about the songs of that period they were acknowledging that they weren't free at that moment but they always believed that their freedom was around the corner uh right uh you know i guess in the same sense that martin luther king said you know I've been to the mountaintop, I've seen the promised land. You know, people like Nina Simone wrote, I wish I knew how it would feel to be free. And and uh or sang that and Donnie sang, Someday we'll all be free. Uh and that's that's the interesting thing about that music was that it didn't sugarcoat what was going on, but it still had a sense of optimism and hope that uh was 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 really was palpable at the time still. Here it is, Someday We'll all Be Free. And
2: you'll keep growing, growing.
1: to uh you know switch to a little parliament. Um I was actually we were talking about covering this song uh when we were thinking about doing this live yeah. performance um recently and uh it didn't work out tempo wise. We were talking about for the Miss Universe project. <laughs> <laughs> Which was cool um, we did radical. that yeah gonna be kind of radical doing a <laughs> parliament song
0: Oh, their eyes would have popped out of the back it, of their heads. All right. I
1: love the song. and I just gotta find the right time to cover it to and do it. Yeah. do it the right do it the right way. But uh it's Parliament. I've been watching you the way you move your sexy body. I love this song.
2: I've been watching you uh, the way you move.
1: Speaking of haunting, uh, this next song uh, is really a song that Questlove recommended to me. We were thinking about doing this album. We weren't sure you know, that we were going to focus on one era or one genre, and one of the first songs he mentioned to me was a song by Terrence Trent Darby called uh, I Have Faith in These Desolate Times. And I was so glad he, he brought that song up to me. I actually had the album already. but. I never really paid attention to that song, mm-hmm. and uh, it's really a gorgeous song, and uh, I think one day we'll have to figure out a, a way to cover that one, too.
0: Yeah, this has to be a sequel. This can't be yeah. <laughs> then. in these
2: desolate times, before long the lamb and the lion may lie with the last in the grass at dawn. I I have faith, but for how much longer?
0: Okay, uh, my next song is uh, an unlikely song from Sly and the Family Stone, of course. I guess Sly Sly and the Family Stone's presentation was probably more revolutionary than any message that they could bring. I mean, for the fact that there's like a racially and sexually mixed band of men and women, blacks and whites. Um, But of course, you know, the, the album that came out before their breakout hit, Dance to the Music, always gets overlooked. And that album was called A Whole New Thing, which it literally was a whole new thing. And uh, the very first song on that record uh, pretty much uh, captures what Sly and the Family Stone was all about. It's a song called Underdog, and, you know, it's it basically takes the position of a person who is in the minority trying to make their way in the world and trying to tell you, you know, I can relate. I know how it feels to be, you know, have to go along with a lot of people that, you don't want to go long with because there's a lot more than there are of you. Um it's 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 strange that a lot of his more political songs were early before his breakout stuff, but um yeah, this album's a is a it's a must-have for any soul fan. This is underdog by Sly and the Family mm-hmm. Stone.
2: And you wanna come up! to be a whole lot more now Yeah, 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 yeah. Say I'm under. Under. Hi, hi. I'm the under, under I, don't
1: mind, I under I'm going to do another Curtis Mayfield song. Um, this one came up the other day in the studio with Kanye because uh, they were sampling it uh, to do something with it. And uh, it's the makings of you. I love that song. And uh, just, you just listen to his voice. It really, that's all it needs to be said, because it's just magical.
2: Add a little sugar, honeysuckle and a great big expression of happiness. Boy, you couldn't be with a dozen rows. Such would astound you The joy of children laughing around
0: you Alright, uh, my final selection of this podcast is um, what I think is probably the most the best captured live performance of, of Stevie Wonder's uh, career. There's uh, an album that he made in 1968 In London, um, called Talk of the Town, uh, which was only released in in the UK. And uh, even though he was extremely tired and, you know, he even had a few hecklers in the audience that wanted the fast stuff. um, This is now I understand why this wasn't a national release, because really it's it's another great car accident. But, you know, once they really got the machine rolling, it was incredible. There's the live version of I Was Made to Lover by Stevie Wonder from the live Talk of the Town LP, uh, UK only man. And his band, the the, the great Michael Henderson, uh, which soul aficionados will know as, you know, the guy that sang You Are My Starship. I mean, that was his drummer. African drummer Hamilton Bohannon was his drummer at one point. Michael Henderson uh, was his bass player. Um, this is like an all-star lineup and probably one of the last great moments of that Motown machine in fine effect. This is I Was Made to Love Her by Stevie Wonder.
2: Like the sweet
1: Uh, John Legend and this is Questlove thank you so much for joining us for this uh, iTunes Celebrity Playlist podcast uh, as you probably know our album Wake Up is available on iTunes right now so
0: we highly recommend you purchase that as well yes absolutely um, and again you know use this music that we, we gave you as an education look up some of these artists pass their tradition on and keep soul alive It's Quest Love and John Legend signing off. Thank you. iTunes Celebrity Podcast.